Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today's Power Lunch is brought to you by The Palm in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Sure, The Palm is great for a fancy night out, but it's also the perfect midweek spot for a lunch with a client, or lunch to catch up with a friend, or maybe even to do an interesting podcast like this. Power Lunch menu selections at The Palm start at $26 for an appetizer, meal, and dessert. Book your reservation today directly at thepalm.com, open table, or by calling them at 703-917-0200. I can make most anything on the menu except whatever you got is fine. I'm going to say some bad words. You're just going to have to deal with it. PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. Hey, you got enough money to pay for all this? You know, money, cash, dollars, dinero. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. What can I say? Big mother paint station in downtown McLean and those really nice big oh, like, did he condos. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was the you're rumor. Right, right, right off the beltway there, you mean? Yeah. Right off, yeah. Yeah, that was like the rumor. And I remember at the time when I was a much younger man, I was like, who would want to live in a huge house like that with no lawn or anything? <laughs> now I fucking know. <laughs> now I'm like, well, how many? You've got a huge dream house. You've got a huge property, right? Too you, much. Ten you, acres. Ten acres. Ten yeah. acres and several thousand square feet of house, and and many more bedrooms, Coach the, Tap, the, than I need. need right now yeah. with my daughters almost through the system. Yeah. So there you go. My daughter it does up. happen. Yeah. All right, I got two coaches here today. This is great on the power lunch. We got Chris Knocky, the original Coach K. Uh, former American head coach and now color analyst for Maryland basketball. And the guy who was his boss or Mentor. underling, boss at AU, Ed Tapscott, Coach Tap, 
Uh, also coached in the NBA for Charlotte. No, consulted no. for no. you coached with for the Wizards here in town. Well, I remember that. He was a GM. He was a GM. He was a GM. You got You can't shortchange the dude. All right, hold He's on a, a second. God damn it! This is why I texted you before the show. And then I gave and you I back. You should up. read what I wrote you, Steve. Former Stephen. GM. At, former GM at Charlotte. That's yeah. Right. And well, by the way, I, I was smart enough not to coach an expansion team. See, that's what. <laughs> he was the yeah the first and GM on, yeah. and worked and worked in the front office for the Knicks, Wizards, and currently uh, with the Timberwolves. Right. What is your official capacity there? I'm a personnel scout and consultant. Okay. So, as I said, I've graduated to, they don't pay me for what I do. They pay me for what I know. <laughs> oh, and what do you know? <laughs> well, what is the essence of what Coach Tap Scott Boil knows? it down, Tap. Here's the deal. Boil it down. If I disclose that, they'll stop paying me. So, we, <laughs> we, we need to understand that the consulting game is the wonderful oh, game. Oh, it is the way to go. Now, of course, you guys do your own DC Coaches basketball podcast. It's you guys with Jimmy Patsos and, of course, the godfather, Gary Williams. I asked how Gary was doing because I haven't seen him in a while, and Coach Tapp's response was? Crusty. Crusty. I'm going to give what he's supposed to be. Uh, I'm going to put salty on, on the crust. <laughs> salty and crusty? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's delicious right there. Yes. We're ready. Uh, Andrew's going to take good care of us here. Anthony. I called him Andrew twice now. Alex, you're Shit, <laughs> too. Can I just re-edit the entire front end of this podcast? God, I suck. No oh, problem, Bob. Okay, and okay, Antoine. Here's what we'll have. All right, knock. You I'm going to go uh, ribeye Caesar, black and ribeye Caesar. Beautiful. Medium. Say. Coach Tap. Say I'll go with my I'll go with my cohort here. Okay. Uh, I'll take the lobster bisque with a fillet, eight ounce fillet, medium rare, and a little splash of fries. Not too much. Splash of fries. Splash. Splash. And the kiss. Yes. Like not too many. I, no, that's not a splash. That's a dollop of fries. That's almost a skosh. Imagine my biggest handful of fries. That's what I want. Thank you. Okay, there you go. All right. Okay, thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get every A name out there. Suck. You, you might want a taster for that food, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you might not want to. Yeah. All right. How about this fucking tournament, huh? Yeah, crazy. It's a banger this year. Last year was chalky chalk. This year is mayhem. What gives? Well, I mean, it's parody. You know, one man's. We talk about this frequently on the pod. You know, it's just a. It's unparalleled parody in in in, in the NCAA. Part of that is the COVID year. Part of it is the transfer portal. Uh, it is certainly upon us, and it makes for absolutely just the, the like the the left four days of the tournament. First four days, Thursday through Sunday, were almost surreal yeah. in terms of what happened, and then what happened after that, <laughs> and then what happened after that. Because right. just the minute you see, you know, you see Purdue going down, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, "Wow, a 16 beats a one," and then you see more, you know, nuttiness as, and it, it's not just also the upsets. I think too, it's the quality of the games. Some of these games going down to the wire in possessions, I think, have been fantastic. Tap your take. Yeah, portal, 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 for one thing. That's equalized talent across the country. Guys no longer have to sit. So very good players who would sit at Power 5 schools go to other schools and play. 
and they're on the court 30, 35 minutes, and they're comparable to some of the kids they're playing. So I think the portal has made a big difference. I also think that we ought to give a little bit of credit to a local school here that upset the psychological cart, so to speak. When George Mason broke through and went to the Final Four here, what was that, 15 years Six, ago? 2006 or 2007. Like that. One yeah. of the, yeah. that changed the psychology. That Little guys didn't beat big guys in the tournament very often. We had, a, we had some interest. But now every guy going into the tournament thinks they can knock off a number one seed. The psychology has changed so dramatically, and the talent has caught up. And you think the psychology matters? I do. Interesting. Well, I think I George Mason begat VCU. Right. And right. Shaka. Which and, begat and, uh, Butler. Uh, 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 Sister Jean. And, uh, yeah. Well, Butler and then, you know. Uh, and Butler, then, Sister yeah, Jean, right. yeah. all that. Yeah. You know, and FDU this year, uh, you know, I mean, St. Peter's last year. Right. And so UMBC with, you get, with Coach Odom's with against Odom, Virginia. Yeah. But to, yeah. get, to get all the way to the mountaintop of the Final Four was a new thing. New An upset thing. here or there had been around for that, a while. Unheard of. This was new. Is also, it is, can Princeton do that this year? Uh, I mean, anybody. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, you can do it. It just kind of depends on who you have to go through. Right. right now, the two remaining number ones in the in the Houston tournament. and Bama. Houston and Bama, to me, and I saw them up close and personal both in uh, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, Somebody's going to have to play an A++++ game to beat those guys. And uh, they're, they're incredibly athletic. They're the length, the speed, the depth. The talent is yeah is supreme. The portal was supposed to be open for a year, and then closed, and now it's just open. It's never closing, is it? Well, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, the change that it's produced, people love the freedom that the athletes have. Does everybody love it? Tap everyone can't no, love it. Coaches, Someone's got to hate it. Coaches hate it because they got to re-recruit their own guys every all year. the time. And okay. so, you know, I've told some of the college guys that I see that you guys have the worst system. You have free agency with no salary cap. <laughs> right. right. That's just so every year everyone's free to go wherever they want. Sure. So I do think there might be some parameters you're going to put on to create some order because if I'm not mistaken, two thousand kids end up in the portal every year. Yeah, but who puts those parameters on? That's my, that would be my question. For instance, you know, I think everybody thinks that there should be a limit on what guys make through NIL, some kind of a cap. But who who decides on the cap? More importantly, who's going to be the sheriff and who can enforce police that? It? Yeah, well, that's how are my... you going to even find out? <clears throat> well, right, right, conferences could take that up, but then. Look, you know the real the, the, the bugaboo in the room is, okay, what does that mean legally down the road? So the one thing is the NCAA, for all of its problems, it took on the legal fights. And it, you know, it funded the legal fights to hold the status quo. They lost every time. Yeah. They just yeah. they lost was just that, about every time. Was that a mistake when it was happening? Or did you guys say you guys are fighting a losing battle, a Pyrrhic victory at best? Well, the mistake was is that no one had the imagination to – reimagine the model okay incremental change along the way may have stopped some of the legal challenges but because they drove a hard line of no change whatsoever yeah now we've got a lawsuit against the ivy league where some students (laughs) are suing the ivy league because Because? they're the only conference that don't give grant and aid scholarships oh out of what 30 yeah but they've they've also changed their rules a little bit too Mm. the ivy league now it's not just 
need-based aid. But that's another. I don't want to. You don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, it's. Uh, it, this is. These are. You know, Tap and I. It's funny when we talk about coaching. We coached in a quaint old age. Yes, oh, we yeah. did. You know that shit has so <laughs> long. You know, gone under the under the bridge. The, those waters. Yeah. And uh, your players would not have would not have had to shave points if there was nil. <laughs> So, you know, different world, right, Naki? This is true. This is true. <laughs> Look, the only thing we worried about was uh, bed check and uh, and uh, making sure that people were in at the right time. And I'm really talking about the assistant coaches more than players. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned, at a, at, you know, one of the things I learned from TAP is if you set a curfew, it's likely going to be your best player that breaks it. So don't set a curfew. Oh. Yeah, just, you know, say, fellas, I'd like you to be in bed by, you know, midnight. I'd like 12, you to. 12, 12, 15. I prefer yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. start setting rules uh, and unless you have to enforce them. And don't drink at the hotel bar because that's where the staff's going to be. We have oh. hard <laughs> guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> hard and fast. Rigid. Yeah, rigid, rigid guidelines. guidelines. <laughs> all right. So despite all this, the sport's still alive. The sport oh. is still thriving. And... We're going to have to navigate these somewhat turbulent waters. I'll ask you guys this, though. Is the sport better now because of it? Better, worse, or just different? Better because of what? And I, uh, because of Mill the portal? Plus portal. Because they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, they do go hand the in hand. The portal allows guys to go nil hunting at other schools. Yeah, I think, it's, I think the, the sport is better with the portal. I mean, and I'm saying that as a guy who doesn't have to coach kids. You come in and rent mercenaries that sure. you bring in for, for one year. I, I do think it levels the field, and I think that's inherently good. Okay. Um, I wish NIL had never really happened. Uh, I'm for these guys getting compensated, but between cost of attendance and Pell Grants and things like that, um, you know, they were already – there was some level of, co- of compensation, so – but the top guys and the top gals are cleaning up. Well, they, the, the top women have so many more uh, areas available to them: beauty products, skincare, right. you know, I, stuff like that. The guys, and also to, to be to be goddesses to young girls who are like, hey, I want to be like the Kavinder twins, who are both cute and pretty and play basketball and sports. And not only that, have an enormous social media presence. Four point five million TikTokers. That's that's why. What happens when TikTok gets banned, by the way? Because we were looking this up this morning, Tap. They only have like a couple hundred thousand on Twitter. They don't even do Twitter. The Kavinder twins. Yeah. They're all TikTok. Yes. New format. They don't do Facebook. New format will drop up. uh, Okay. Technology always fills the void. Always has and always will. I think these gals make four to five million dollars. Yeah. Off of that nil stuff. Well, and that is and, very attractive to sponsors. I and, mean, they, I, and they don't suck at basketball. Yeah. One of the girls made, like, the winning free throw last night against Indiana and blew a, a kiss yeah. at the line. Yeah, I mean, they've got the whole pack. Easy on the ice, you yeah. know, attractive Who's kids. the UConn gal who's also making a lot of money? AZ Fudd yeah. is AZ making a lot of money. Local and, young lady. And Paige, Paige Becker is, you know, Paige Becker remains, I think, and she's been out for the year with an ACL at UConn, but... Uh, she remains the only college athlete who has a Gatorade deal, and Gatorade is Ooh, the deal. All these right, other ones are big deal. Yeah, that that's is not Powerade. No, no, that's Gatorade. That's <laughs> yes. uh, be like Mike or whatever. That's right. all the you know. By the way, that has a special name for it too. By the way, 
What's that? called isotonic water. Okay. Yeah, have oh, you heard anything that's... better okay, than, in your okay. life than that? That's the category <laughs> that Powerade and Gatorade, because they distinguish <laughs> against water. Yeah, they, they distinguish against regular, you know, water products like, you know, right. Perrier or those things. <laughs> Flavored so, water right. doesn't carry the same Isot- appeal. Isotonic, isotonic water is a category. Did that a player ever come to you guys in. going, Coach, my isotones are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't Give me some of that isotonic that. water. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it just, we're going to going to see uh, there, there are a couple of things one i think the sample size of what has transpired is so small because right. we've only been in through the portal for what two years now and nil for two years remember nil was court enforced it was not an ncaa program correct so there really aren't a lot of rules around it when there's no rules there will be blood in the street sooner or later okay <laughs> and part of it is and i remind you we haven't had our first major scandal associated with NIL. How can you have a scandal? Well, it's all legal. Well, well I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the normal scandal we used to think about in oh, college right. sports, the cheating like of school. Like Nevin pay. Shapiro paying guys or that stuff. No, that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I, what I'm would just, it, what would a scandal look like, Tab? Well, look at NIL. look at the NFL, look at the NBA, look at the types of activities that sometimes players get in oh. to that we end up suspending them for. Oh, okay. College athletes are not immune from those things. We just haven't had it yet. So what? They would endure they would sign a, a NIL deal for something that the NCAA doesn't like. No, they sign an NIL deal, NIL deal, and then engage in some sort of behavior oh, right. with that the, the money that, that they the got sponsor says. Yeah. Oh my goodness, we're associated with that person. Right. Yeah. So we just haven't had that yet, but all things are possible with human behavior. Yeah, that's true. And also, isn't this isn't directly an NIL issue, but this is NIL related? See, I'm coaching you two guys, right? And Tap is making buku dough. Making big money. Of course he is. You're, not making, you're not, making, not making shit. You're not j- making jack shit. Okay, so <laughs> Tap's making all this money, and you're not making anything, and you're c- kind of pissed at the whole situation. Guy comes to you and says, listen, you know what? I'll give you 10 grand for this game. You don't have I, – I want your team to win. I just don't want you to cover. Could you throw a couple of passes into the stands during the course of this, uh, you know, this game and just keep the score down a little bit? No. And, and, really? We've had them before, have we not? When Are you was, kidding? When there was no money sitting next to you. Yeah. This I'm is next to you with a half a million a year, and you're sitting there with bubkis. Some guy on campus just says, dude, you know what? Uh, quick 10 grand. Here's all you have to do. Oh, uh, I'm it's, telling you. It's I this. I may not call out screens as much for tap if right. I get nothing, and he's making half a bill. Whoa, boy, that one looked like it hurt. I know this. I know you'll be pissed when I throw you a grenade. I dribble the ball for 25 seconds and say, look, Zabe, I'm tired. Do you something positive. You, you do something. You're going to throw it back. Bruh, I'm not the guy getting paid. You take it, all right? So, I mean, we haven't seen the complications yeah, of yeah. this down the line line yet because it's all new and it's sort of you know spreading out but where there's money and few rules yeah eh, guys eh. become pr- pretty creative when it's yes. about making cash right yeah. how can i exploit this system a little yeah. bit i asked the question uh, last week what is the best sort of side element or side character in the whole march madness ecosystem is it bench scrubs nervous parents Band nerds, or oh, there was a fourth one I was trying to, you know, identify. Like these are not the key players, the coaches and the players. These are the accessory pieces, you know, yeah, yeah. that make it such a fun thing. I love the parent angle, by the way. 
Uh, the fact that Tyler Kolek's dad, unbelievable. He didn't, didn't want. To, oh, he didn't he, want to be seen. It was like Where's Waldo? They were trying to find him. him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he was freaking out because his son sadly played a bad it, game. It did not play well. No, yeah. it did not play well. I, I got one for you at Birmingham. We were down in Birmingham, and and this was kind of funny. And I I made fun of it on the air, and I kind of felt bad afterwards. And then I then I really didn't. But the West Virginia, <laughs> what we were playing, Maryland was playing West Virginia, and the West Virginia cheerleaders came out, and you know you do what old creepy guys do you know hey, cheerleaders right here i haven't seen them yeah. well they had four male cheerleaders every one of them with a mullet Get and so, out of here. so i west I, virginia yeah and so <laughs> so i said i said is there is nothing as on brand as, as mulleted uh, cheerleaders mullet wearing west virginia cheerleaders well so later on in the night did you hear from somebody no no to. no no okay. but I, uh, people to. have gotten tired of yeah so <laughs> so so later on in the night northern kentucky was playing the oh, Norse, wow. by the way, worst nickname in America, the Norse. Really? From Northern Kentucky. That's like there's a huge great. Scandinavian, you know, establishment <laughs> right. or, you know, element. <laughs> you mean the cult called Hundishundu Hey, Sven. Yeah. So, uh, so, and, and it, it, same thing. Same thing. The guys in the cheerleading crew. Now, I guess you would expect it from Northern Kentucky, too. It was like Mel Mullet Central in Birmingham, which was also, you know, like, I guess I'm completely clueless but like mullets are a thing now again somehow some way yeah so uh speaking of these accessory characters do you remember piccolo girl from villanova 2015 roxanne dorothy shafu no i don't remember you don't remember well, these, the I mean, infamous piccolo girl who oh crying Villanova yeah. lost and she's playing yeah. in the band and she's Balling her eyes up, but so, she's still. Do, 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 so do. she could be on the Titanic right there. Right, exactly. Yeah. It was it was a great moment of both heartbreak and perseverance because yeah. <laughs> she would have loved to just go cry in the corner, but they had to go play the fucking fight song. Right. Here's well, guess deal. what? She is now Roxanne Dorothy Chalafu, optometrist or op, uh, OD, a doctor here in Northern Virginia. Good for her. How about that? Hey, it has a happy ending. It does tell you have what, a if I'm a coach. I'm going to use that as talk about toughness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> talk about exactly. toughness. You guys aren't tough. She's, She's tough. tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, That's but, mental toughness there. But when the players are obviously devastated, like the kid for, um, who was it in the first round? Uh, you, you, for well, Virginia. UVA. Yeah, it was, it, was not, well, it was not Kihei Clark. It was the other guy. The big Sh uh, Shedek, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he was just, like, devastated. Also, the like, way they, they snatched defeat from the jaws oh, of victory. Oh, I mean, that's... You know, you could play that game out a hundred or a thousand times, and it wouldn't happen quite like that, the way yeah. it ended. Well, if you're going to yeet the ball, and I told somebody, I said, that's the definition of a yeet. You want to know what a yeet is, what the kids call a yeet? It's a panic throw yeah. in just a, a momentary moment uh, of uh, insanity. Stunningly by a guy who's played like 5,000 minutes of college basketball. He's, he's, well, been yeah. in, he's been at UVA since 52. <laughs> and, now, now, and now he's famous for two passes. That's right. You know, not just the one that won the game uh, well, on their way to the Final Four. And the funny thing is, I went back to look at the play that helped them beat Purdue. And the ball is bouncing, as you guys remember, away from the basket, 60 feet away across midcourt, and he grabs it with 2.4 seconds left. And I'm thinking, this is impossible. And he found uh, Diakite, and it was one touch in. Now we're going to overtime, and Purdue is cooked. Magical. Yeah. And then he commits that play, which was a dumb play. Yeah. If you're going to eat it, make sure it hits the scoreboard, right? Like, well, super high well, Even if air. you just cover it up. And you get a jump ball or you get a 10 second call, you at least get to set your defense. Right. right. You I know, guess so. Yeah. yeah so, and it, it, like, he had 12 or 15 different things he could have done. 
And he chose the absolute chose the one that he one. That's can't why, do. That's why coaches have these categories, live ball turnover, run out turnover, meaning you kept action going and we're scrambled and you just gave them it. If you just hold on to it and everything stops, we can right. call a timeout, we can call, we can reset, we can do a lot of things. So right. that's, that's why we actually have categories of turnovers. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Give sure. me the categories. Yeah. That's one of them's live ball turnover. Live ball turnover. And those are the killer. Yeah. Those are the ones you absolutely have to avoid. Look, dead I, ball turnover. You, you, dead ball, you, just, you know, if you throw it into you the – step on the line. You yeah. step on the line, you throw it into the crowd, at least you get a chance to go back and yeah. set up. So, okay. look, <laughs> Chris will remember this. How about under your own basket turnover? That's, that's a worst, special the one, The worst yeah. there is. worst there is if you give it to them right underneath the basket. So, there, there are coaches, and I've done this, okay, where you instruct your point guard right in practice – you tell him to give you the ball. You dribble up to half court, and you say, rather than do what you do, you turn, pivot, use your pivot foot, and kick that bitch all the way up into the stands. All right? And you say, now, I would prefer this than what you just did. And I do remember doing it, and I had to limp the rest of the day because I kicked it wrong. <laughs> but you, you make a Hold very on. dramatic you make a ver- very dramatic case about the difference in turnovers. Okay. If you kick it, they're going to call that a kickball immediately, right? Well, that's and the okay. clock would stop. Yeah, the clock if would stop. If you throw it, though, the clock should not stop until it hits. Hits that inanimate the 30, object. The yeah. So you got row, an extra right? 2.3 seconds. Okay. You're right. Okay. Zay, well, you just created a new category. <laughs> yeah, you did. You just turnover. created a new. That's right. Yeet it into the stands yeah, would right. be better than that. New All category. Right. Let's talk replay. God, do I love replay. Come I hate on. it with a You're burning sarcastic. of a thousand suns. So I was talking to one of our colleagues at the station, Brian Butch, former uh, Wisconsin grad, yeah. and he calls games for uh, FS1, and I said to him, I go, Butchie, we got the t- replay. It's just killing me. It's killing the game. And I, I said, would you be in favor of getting rid of it? And he said, and I quote, and this is in my head, Naki, when I thought of you, he goes, the refs aren't good enough. I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. And now replay is a crutch for them, and 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 that's a t- we're in a tough situation. I I talk to refs all the time about can't we put a clock on this? Can't we put twenty seconds? And if you don't see anything to overturn the call, we play on. We move on. Because I do think I, I mean I like replay in concept, in theory, in execution, but in practice, it's a disaster. It's terrible, yeah. So so they they the common thread, the responses I get from officials all the time is that a lot of times when we go over there, we can't get the pictures we need to see and the angle we need to see, so we need help in pulling that stuff up, and a lot of times that's what takes so long. But if they have five angles, they'll want six. If they have six, they'll want a seven. Here's the other There's thing. There's no end if, to Have it. you seen the machine that they use? It's got a little knob on it so it's like it's almost like a shuttle wheel right and so that that slows the frame down but i think there's also some sort of functionality where they can like i just thought it was complete bullshit to be quite honest with you when they were telling me oh we don't get the pictures we want and uh some of these things are so interminable that that you just it's a crushing part of the game yeah and and all the other it's almost a it's a parody now because you expect it to happen, right? It's it's like a, it's like how long is this going to take? Yeah, but the, it happens, and you're like you're thinking, oh shit, we haven't had one of these today. Oh, here we go. You know, I think the end of the Minnesota was it Purdue that went like a ten minute review is the last game of the regular season, or the second to last game of the regular season took forever at the end of the game, and I'm like, when are you guys? They clearly got the shot off in time. 
but they were reviewing it. I think one thing you could do, Tap, is take the tenths of a second off the clock until the last second. Because now they're futzing with, is there 12.4 or 12.8 left? And they want to, well, we got to get that right. Yeah. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> just, just keep going, for God's sakes. Well, Tap, your thoughts on uh, replay. Uh, look, uh, replay is here to stay. We're never going to get rid of it. Uh, can we refine it? Big question. Part of the problem you have is the college game, the way it's structured. There's a timeout every four minutes. All right? That's, that's the plan. As soon as you go past 16, first dead ball after 16, timeout. And then first there's how many extras after that? Well, there's, yeah. you, get, you get every four minutes, and then there's a fifth in, right. in each half. There's a fifth for TV in the NCAA and tournament. The, and then the so you only get one pocket timeout? Oh, no, no, half? no. You still get the normal, what you, what you had during the season. Right. And then Which you, is? I uh, see so three, four, yeah. four, but one is a use it or lose a timeout right. in the for the first half. So there's four. There's under sixteen, under twelve, under, under eight, eight, under four, under four, and, and a plus. And then there's four extra in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's, that's, so you see my point. <laughs> my, my point to you is the structure of the game is such that you're gonna have these breaks, and then you add more into it. Plus, your commercials are longer in the NCAA tournament. Right. So half that, times are longer too, aren't so, they? So the problem of yes. the problem. Yeah. That's right. And the half times are longer. So the problem of the replay becomes worse the further you go in the right. season with all of the breaks, and now you're adding in more breaks. So my point is, someone is going to have to speak to the issue how we restructure this to make it quicker and more decisive and all the rest. Well, and I will tell you, I have had some direct experience with this process the nba years ago <clears throat> i signed on every call in the nba is reviewed and it's reviewed by a group of former referees and it's also reviewed by a former group of basketball people and i got a job working in that group for a while Ooh. and so how'd you I, like that well the funny thing is i actually found out the referees are a little better than we think they are at they're the, right more often than you the, think at the pro level the pro guy at the pro level <laughs> And what happened was I did come to this rule. I said, look, if I got to flash that replay twice to determine whether that call was right or wrong, I judged it right. Because that guy doesn't have the benefit of having slow motion. Well, right, exactly. And so I go two times. If I'm not sure, call was right, and we move on. Right. So my point is that once we put that system in, the colleges are now using that system. So every ref is going to be evaluated. His scores are going to be tabulated with regard to his performance. Right. So why won't he go to replay? Of course, yeah. There. So there are a lot of other forces involved that make replay what it has become. And let me put a big <laughs> elephant sitting in the room. In the pro ranks, we now allow gambling on our games. Yeah. Bro. I know. It's coming to college. I know. It's coming to college. And so replay is essential so that but here's, here's the issue where we're of at. point spreads become an issue. Yeah. Here's, here's where we're at. Uh, did, you, did you see the goaltend call that wasn't called in the Marquette-Michigan State game? Yes. That was so close that you literally, I looked at it, I go, well, the defender's finger blurs at the last second, so you can't tell when it actually hits the ball. The ball deforms against the glass at a certain frame, but you know it's literally touching the glass a microsecond before it squishes. Right. There's no fucking way you can tell. No. Right. And right. that was with the best camera angles and the highest frame rate. Yeah. So let me ask you this. We don't expect players to be perfect because they miss shots and they turn the ball over. Coaches make blunders in terms of strategy and lineups. Why the only people we expect to be perfect are referees who, by the way, 
as I say, can only reach 50% of proficiency anyway because they're wrong for somebody. It's (laughs) 50-50. They're either wrong for you or they're wrong for him. Reaching 100% in perfection of calls is impossible, and our pursuit of it is probably misguided. Why do I feel like 90% of the calls have gone against me? Well, I doesn't like. I don't feel like I got my fifty percent. That's what happens you know? when you don't coach in a Power Five yeah, conference. All right, look. So, so you know, so. We, when we would take those pay, you're games, paying a guarantee game. Yes, yeah, so we're yeah. paying a guarantee game where you're you're supposed to come in and take your ass whipping for money. You're playing the five players and the three refs on yeah, the floor yeah. there with the with the other guys. So it's eight on five, and your guys aren't that good anyway. I never believed in the whole, you know, uh, ref thing until I was a young man calling games for UC Santa Barbara, the Harvard of the West. One and done this year, but hey, they made the tournament, thank God for that. And uh, we had a we had a home-and-home home set up with Texas back in the early 90s. Who was uh, coaching good Texas head. back in the day? Uh that's a good question. I'll look that up. Okay. That might be Tom Penders. Yeah, it was, it was Penders. Thank okay. you. Good My college coach. coach. There, there you go. go. So we had a home and home, which is a big deal because, I mean, you know, we're UC Santa Barbara. Why the fuck would Texas come out to our gym, home and home? Because right? it's a beautiful campus, maybe? It is, and but we had become a tougher out, so it was not as advantageous. Jerry Pym? Jerry Pym, yeah. There you go. I was back in Lived the early on the 90s. boat. They, <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that. That was bullshit, that story. That's okay. Was it? I it was it. a great hook. He lived on the boat for like a week when he moved from Utah to Santa Barbara. <laughs> so, until his condo a, was ready. No, until then he got a baller-ass house in Santa Barbara. <laughs> like, he lives on a boat in Santa Barbara. No. Good hook. Good story. This is but college yeah. basketball. We don't let facts get in the way of a good story now. Come exactly. on. Exactly. So I remember it's like, well, okay, Texas came here. We gave him a good game. And actually, I think might have beat him. Now we got to go back to Austin this Ruh-roh. year. Ruh-roh. I was flabbergasted sitting courtside as a young play-by-play man at the one-sidedness of the refereeing. It was stunning. I'm yeah. like, this isn't even WWE. It's Come unapo- on, It's man. unapologetic. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm sure they've smoothed that out a bit these days, right? A bit. A bit. But for your non-cons. Now, your guarantee games, you know, you get, you get two things. You get a check in your pocket, and you get... T- you get some lubricant <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, that's pretty much it. Hey, so let me tell you what. If I've heard of worse situations, and there's one that Chris and I participated in. We scheduled a game when we opened Bender Arena to get Ohio State to come to American University to play. Wow. And so we had to give Ohio State two games. We had to go out there and play them two twice. Two for one. Two for one. Okay. okay. Now, I negotiated, negotiated that deal because – Gary Williams was the head coach at Ohio State when oh, this deal was right. struck. And Gary played and at? Gary coached at AU, and he was our AU. boss yeah. and all the rest. So yep. Gary agreed. He said, Tap, we're going to do you a favor. You know, this is friendship. So he agrees like, to give. two for one. Where's right. the favor? So, well, I mean, that's normal for a power five is versus really? a okay. mid-major. All yes, right. that, was the, that was the rule at that time. And so, unfortunately... I bolt before Ohio State yeah, thanks comes in. I leave <laughs> so, so, so they came in ranked like third in the country, right? And, and angry, shit. right? And angry. And so, Jimmy, Jimmy Jackson, right? And you know, they, they looked at your six thousand seat gym with a fold out bleachers and said, "What well, the fuck are oh, we Oh wait, here? wait, wait! Six thousand seat gym with four thousand Ohio State alums in exactly. Them. Oh, shit. So, so, but the worst thing of this, as we were talking about referees, is that I know for sure that. I negotiated a blended crew, meaning 
we would get two CAA officials, and they would get one Big Ten. Okay. I show up for the game, and he's got three Big Ten officials on the game. <laughs> funny how that works. It's funny how that works. And I'm saying, now, who How'd sold? that happen? I know what happened. The AD said, for a couple extra thousand, we'll let you bring your refs. <laughs> Maybe your AD thought, you're not beating them. With anyone, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah, it doesn't right? Matter. Yeah. You can but play we eight guys. We you can play money. Yeah. yeah, you can play. The, yeah, all eight. Uh, you play eight guys out there. And, uh, I'm, I'm telling you that that's the type of negotiations yeah. that go on. I show up for the game and I came out. I saw a knock after. I said, "Look, man, the only thing I can say is sorry about the refs." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't apologize for the schedule. I didn't apologize for the schedule, but I did apologize. I, I thought I took care of it better than that. You know, I so. love it. All right, let's uh, let's enjoy our lunch, boys. On the other side, let's talk association, shall we? Absolutely. Awesome. A lot of good stories there as well. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, (laughs) you keep saying that. But now you're going to get one. So I need it. Are you going to play pickup on that new knee? No, but I just want to be able to play golf without being in agony. Yeah. Okay. I want to be able to, you know, I was work, walking four or five miles a day. Okay. I can't, I can't walk a block without really? being, you yeah. know, crippled. And then, and then it's the mainlining aspirin all the time to reduce that, which is just terrible on your stomach. I would like to give my girlfriend the heave-ho every once in a while, too. You know, who's your daddy? Yeah. <laughs> You want to be still vibrant, yes. Yeah. An active, yes, exactly. an active it's funny. senior. Okay, so so one of the they they send you home with all these learning modules for post surgery. Yep, and one of them is on uh, uh, on sex after after the surgery. No way. Yeah, it's like a three minute thing, like, and it's they're like, like careful, don't use the new knee for leverage up just, against the headboard. <laughs> use all, your good knee. For it says that. be submissive. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc, stay out of our bedroom, all right? Exactly. If that's my thing, I'll do it. But, you know, if it's not. (laughs) I'm going to go home and do deep knee bends the rest of the summer. (laughs) Strengthen that knee, man. Keep it. That's hilarious. All right, let's talk association, shall we? Yes. Boy, in Milwaukee, everyone is geared up for a deep, Milwaukee Bucks run with Giannis. They might even be the betting favorite to win it all. Absolutely. I mean, tell me what you guys see. 
I'm gonna let Chris go right ahead because I know what I think. Well, I mean, I love the team. The teams in the East. Boston has had an outstanding season. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it's gonna be really interesting who ends up in the two-three spot in the East because they're gonna eat each other. You know, basically, you're talking about a. You know, if Milwaukee gets that number one seed, and you're looking at at a p- potential Philly Boston series as a semifinal, right? That'd be spectacular. But um, teams apparently in the NBA tap don't care about the one anymore. The Bucks, yeah, the Bucks didn't even go for it a couple years ago, which to me is crazy, especially this year, because if you're not the one, you'll have to play two really good teams. There's only three really good teams, right, in the East. Well, Cleveland's good enough Cleveland, to, Cleveland to be a can, pain. can upset people. They just don't have a lot of experience. But you're right. The okay. three top teams, and you would avoid. Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. You would avoid You'd Philly. avoid one and, of them. Yes, you would avoid yeah. Philly and Boston if you're number one. You would so, avoid one of them on the way to the final. Exactly. Yeah. So here's what I would say, Zay. There's misinformation, and well, then there's disinformation. Okay, one is okay. purposeful. And well, it, call, I, call Budenholzer and tell him not to do that again. Because I want the one seed for the Bucks. Well, I think it's more apparent this year than ever that you, right. you play for the one seed. Yes. Okay. I, I think maybe in the year that you're talking about, maybe it wasn't as – well, I know because it was pretty evident I back still, then too. I still think it's worth something, especially yeah, in the NBA. Should be. Where you get calls based on home court. You yeah. get that extra home game. But anyway, so – all right. So you like the Bucks, obviously. They're – when healthy, fully – all the components – They've got every tool in in the in the box. They right. do, and they also have the one superstar who plays probably as unselfishly oh, as yeah. anybody else in the it, league. Yeah, I mean the guy is trying to do things to win. He doesn't seem to worry about his own stats. And there's something that I think people need to recognize when you take a team like Milwaukee and let's put on the other side of the of the conference map, Golden State. Remember that there is an issue when you constantly go deep into playoffs year after year after year, there's a fatigue factor because you're playing more than anybody else. Right. And there's a point at which I understand the point now when you're saying maybe pursuit of the number one is not worth the grind at the end of the season for us to be a little fresher. But that generally doesn't come until you've done that for multiple years. And so when people say – Milwaukee has been that team in the East. I still think they're fresh enough to just go after one and play through. Okay. But you see the effect on Golden State. I was going to say, is that that happening to them? I do think so. And it's not just physical, emotional. They're tired of winning titles. It's whereas the crown is heavy. The crown is heavy. Well, here's my point. It's, It's just being able to keep the emotional and the mental focus. Uh, you know, I, I had the chance to work with great coach Pat Riley when I was with the Knicks. Yep. And he said that winning championships was about endurance. Yeah. Physical, mental, and emotional endurance. And do can you endure all of the demands of going up against the other best guys in the world? And one of the things you do have to say every once in a while in the NBA is, hey, fellas, you know, they pay the other guys too. Right. And they're pretty damn good. Yeah. And so, okay, which one of us can keep what we do going Long yeah. enough. You, Before yeah. you migrate away from the Bucks, I got to I got to give a shout out to my fantasy foot fantasy basketball team. Jeru Holiday is a twenty two nine and nine game guy every single night of the week. He's still the league's best kept secret, I think. Most underrated player, probably in the league. 
unbelievable everything that he does. He steps into any role at any given time. Plays both positions. You know, um, the Javon Carter's come along as a backup, so you can play those guys together. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, and he's he is so cash. Uh, I I got him late, and uh, I just (laughs) it's plug and play because you know what he's going to do every single night. I mean, the defensive steal on the game in Phoenix uh, in Game Five in the finals, where he stripped Booker. Such a poised play, not to give it a foul at just the right time, and then alley-ooping it to Giannis, yes. where everyone was screaming, "Don't just play. hold on to it!" Yeah, yeah, that was such a play. Okay. Plus, he plays. You know, one of the most underrated abilities in the league. He plays availability. <laughs> availability, exactly right. The guy's there seventy games every year. You know, yeah. so all right. Speaking of the Suns, so Durant. Talk about a dagger. I was out there in Phoenix visiting the parents on the night he was supposed to make his debut. Then he slips in warm-up, sprains his ankle, out for <laughs> several weeks now, may not come back for the regular season. And when he's back with them, he should be great, right? They should be formidable. Unless. I mean, go ahead, Tap. Take a swipe. <laughs> he's, uh, he's as plug-and-play a player as I know in the league because he scores what we call at all three levels, all right? He get to the rim, finish above the rim, length, athleticism. He's, I mean, he's a layup at 17, 16, 17, 15 Mid-range, feet, mid-range. deadly. And then he can, Shoots threes. he can shoot threes. And the other thing is that he can shoot threes off the catch, off the closeout step, and then he can also do it off the dribble. Mm-hmm. And so very few guys have the sort of variety in their offensive game that he has and the efficiency that he can drive. So, you know, there are times, and I know people are going to be surprised by this, but there are times when coaches don't stand up and call a play. They stand up and call a name. <laughs> okay? There's no play. Followed by, followed by save me. Yeah. Yeah, save K- us. You just stand up, KD. So you think KD. if healthy, they're formidable, and with and that him and Booker will get along okay. Because yes. right now, the Kyrie... Luca thing is not really great, but Luca's hurt, so there's that. What do you make of that pairing in Dallas? Formidable pairing on paper. The problem is the sample size of them actually working together has been really small. Right. And the difference between, say, them and KD, KD's not a ball-dominant guy. Kyrie uh, is. Uh, Kyrie is. Yeah. And Luca may set all new standards for, <laughs> you know, there's this new metric that we use, usage. <laughs> and then we, we have this thing where we, we put guys in the percentile in the league, how they rank in terms of usage. I think we got a new category for Luca, you know. So so now you got two ball dominated guys. Usage is the ball. how do they calculate that? Usage is the time that time you actually have dribbling. the ball with your, in your hands. Oh, that's just literally it. Okay. Usage. It's a simple thing, but there are some guys who are good with usage, and there's some guys if you don't give them uses, they aren't very good. It's efficient versus non-efficient. Yeah. So my point is you got two guys who have got to learn how to sort of work off each other, and they've had very little opportunity to do it. So that's their issue that they've got to resolve. And there's only like ten games left in the season. Right, yeah. And you're trying to rest some guys now. So it's some interesting challenges for their coaches. I, I, I always felt like the Kyrie and Luka thing was destined to fail. And I tell you why, just because of the with the ball, ball dominance of both. It, it also, I've told you this for years, Zabe, every coach – thinks he's a social worker and he can solve all the problems I'll fix them oh you know what i'll fix them I'll they don't connect, know what they, they connect were with they did, it, and that, that was what mark that's a that's on the owner because i think cuban. that's mark cuban thought you know what yeah. I, you know guys like to play here guys will want to play with luca you know i i can fix this that's what <laughs> i i 
And I, I, I love a lot of things about Cuban, but when he got Kyrie, that's the first thing I thought about is he thinks right. he thinks he can fix him. Yeah, I think I think with Kyrie, he's told enough people who he is, you ought to listen to him. Yeah, well, the track record <laughs> the track, track record, record speaks for itself. Well, speaks for itself. Let me let me speak in defense of that for a moment. Luca's that single star in that system. And we've had this little discussion over lunch about how single star teams don't get very far. Right. So Luca's looking at Mark Cuban saying, Yo, Where's my give, partner? Give me somebody. Yeah, where's my partner? Well, who was the guy most available at the most reasonable yeah, price? Came in so you right might for the right as price. well take a swing at yeah. it. And, and, and to your point, too, yeah. there's nothing more amazing than an NBA player in his contract year. Oh, on point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on point. You look at the guys here in town. You uh, know, having point. a. The Wizards. Yeah. Yeah, on and point. Porzingis is playing every game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All of a sudden, availability. (laughs) Who would have thought? So you may remember the first game when Luka and Kyrie played together as a close game, and they threw it back to each other a couple of times at the top until the clock ran out. You take it. I'm going to let you you take it. it. But they were were bending over backwards to accommodate the other. That's a good sign, but that's the thing they have to work out. So as if I might tell an old story that came from the old Knicks when they they had Frazier and Monroe. And they asked the coach, how are you going to work this out? Red Holtzman gave this long thing about matchups, who's the hot (laughs) hand, who's doing this and who's doing that. And they said, well, Clyde, what do you think? And Clyde mirrored Red right up, hot hand, best matchup, all that. And they went to Earl. So what do you think, Earl? Earl went, my ball. (laughs) (laughs) My ball. My ball. And you you need a guy who has that attitude. We're not trying to have a a discussion in the middle of the game. All right, I got to ask about the Jokic MVP argument. He's obviously a great player, and he puts up amazing stats, but he's never gotten out of his own shadow in the postseason. Tell me, is he as good as everyone says he is? Where's his other star? So that's what you're going to lean on. Bro, I'm telling you right now, if you look at the teams in the last, since Dirk Nowitzki, if you look at the teams that have gotten into the finals, and no single star player in the last 20 years. No single star player has been able to push through. You have to have a high enough level of teammates who, if they aren't absolutely comparable to you, they're right next to you. Okay, and so they're as the, dependable as you are. Put the playoffs aside. Right. What makes uh, uh, Jokic so good? Well, first of all, let's admit, he makes all us old guys feel great about playing YMCA <laughs> ball because he's got a YMCA body. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Body yeah. and game, yeah. right? And, it, it, and it's just – he has the same quality to him that other players who are not blessed with great athleticism but have developed exquisite skill level and feel of pace and game. Timing, instincts. Everything. And not to mention, when have we ever had a center with that versatility? Remember I talked about scoring at all three levels? He can. On the right. post, at the mid-range, at the three-point line, and you run your offense through him as if he's a point guard. There's a unique set of skills that he employs that I we've not seen any other center do unless you call Giannis a center. But if he couldn't shoot threes, he would be far less valuable, right? It's essential now, isn't it, for big men to be able to shoot threes? No, it's not it's essential, not? but it, it creates the variety in his game. So if, if Jokic can shoot threes, you've got to go out and rush him which makes him a step quicker than he really is. Right. So, so as people say, that guy uses slowness to his advantage. 
And in a way, you ask guys, what does that mean? He says, playing him, you're mistimed. Everybody else tries to do things with speed, so you're used to that. <laughs> this guy comes out there, and he tries to use slow, and it screws you up. You reach him because, oh, he can't. Oh, oh another foul? It's the slow. It's the slowness and the tempo that he has. And so, I mean, I. But I, the I, big man who can't shoot threes doesn't really exist anymore. Sure he does. Who? Give me some names. Well, there's all kinds of big men who don't shoot threes who are in high-level basketball, like the kid Kevon Malouli near Golden State. He's a role guy. Well, um, yeah, but I'm not okay. okay. There's always a role player you need for okay. rebounding, defense, and six. DeAndre Ayton in, in Phoenix is not a three-point shooter. More of a right? traditional big man, but more yeah. of a traditional big man. But the key thing you got to well, do also now, you Rudy Gobert, Gobert, you got to be able to roll. You got to be able to roll, screen, roll, catch, finish. If you can't do that. You're really in trouble because we play from we play outside in now. Right. We don't play inside out. Well, my well, fear about Jokic too is that is that that reputation is only going to grow this year because I, here's what I think is going to happen in the playoffs is that they play a very wide open system in Denver and they they're the in the in the playoffs it becomes a fist fight and I don't think Jokic does well in the playoffs again this year too. I just I think the way they're set up and calibrated and the way they play isn't conducive to playoff success. Right. And so I think that reputation that you talked about, this my own gut, is gonna it's gonna get even worse moving yeah. forward. Well the problem too is look, in playoffs, remember now, on any given night, we're gonna roll in, maybe on a back to back. I have but so much time to prepare for you. Now if I'm playing you seven straight games. Oh, you got nothing but time. Yeah, I got time and, I, and I've he, seen that move. Oh, I've yes. seen it. Yeah. And right. So game I, three I, is gonna be better than game two and on down the line. Yeah. What we do is yeah. we play, day off, play, day off, so there's plenty of time to tweak every little thing to make adjustments. And when you don't have that second super dude who can support you, the we're going to take, take, take somebody away. And if we can take Joker away. The, the other thing we don't talk enough about, we talk about his shooting three. The guy's the – like he's the best passing big man in the league. Yeah, he doesn't just make good passes. He makes the perfect pass. Yeah. It's unbelievable. At almost all the right times, so, right? So let me, let me just – not to racially profile here, but – Well, let's go. Take Larry Bird and put him <laughs> in the post. He's Jokic. He wasn't the right. fastest, the biggest, the strongest – he had a tempo, he had a skill set, he had an ability to create options on the floor unlike other people. Yeah. All right, uh, let me ask about John Morant. Has this been his come-to-Jesus moment, and will he figure it out that he is the face of the league, could be the face of the league, sitting on hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, but he's got to grow up and grow up quick? Yes, I, I mean – Let's hope, right? Dare I say, he's got a billion reasons to do so. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay, and it's not just the strip club instant because Naki flashes guns in strip clubs all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the floor <laughs> coated with bills. Although but, his bills are different than my bills. <laughs> his are actually real bills. <laughs> yes. Yours are monopoly bills. <laughs> yes. it, it, to me, it's Mine the are different colors. To and, me, yeah. it's the other incidents that have percolated up beforehand, like getting in fights with teenagers that he played pickup with. You're like, what are you doing? You know, and the thing after the game with the 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 the, the, the laser light and all that—it's like, dude, you gotta, you're big time. Here's the deal. I now. hope he gets it. I oh, hope he I does. Think I he hope so too. Signing as hell. The, first of Players. all, the league has stepped in to sort of help shape this situation because right, right. they recognize what they have in job. 
in addition, you can never have enough stars in the smaller markets because right. that is a driver for us. We've got to make sure the smaller markets are going to be competitive and comparable with the larger markets. Right. The other part of this is, remember, we all tend to think when we take these youngsters at one and done, they're all on the same schedule for maturity and development. Not and true, every right? one of these guys is different. And as a result... Every plan that you have for their development, both as athletes and as people within your company, has to be their own golden path. It's unique. I mean, I can assure you that in my years here with the Wizards, I saw guys come through and you would have thought they were comparable. They were about the same age. Entirely different people in terms of their own personal development and discipline and all the rest. Do you think that team needs a couple of old heads in the locker room? Some guys who have been around the league for a while. Because it's a Charles Oakley, it's a would young be great, team, wouldn't it? It's a young team, young, yes. very young core. Yes. And I'm looking at that group, and I'm thinking, man, they need a grizzled Udonis Haslam type. Well, here's what I would guy. say. Yes, Haslam's unique in Miami because he's been designated. Well, he's a lifer. Yeah. He's played how many years in the league? Oh, he's like, got to be close to, close to 18, 20, yeah, 16, right? 18. Yeah, 16, 18. That's crazy. Amazing. But yeah. the but the that grizzled vet has to play. Uh, you oh, can't right. be just a guy sitting down at the end of the bench talking about. Can't oh, man, be, be you, the old guy in Lion King. He, the, can't, can't, be the, he can't be the crouchy guy like Then you're five Then you're snitch. Yeah, you young boys, man. You young boys. Stitches get stitches. Stitches get stitches. Yeah, fuck that. The guy's got to be able to contribute some sweat equity to the process. Okay. And at that point, he can say, hey, look here, man. I've been where you guys are going. I'm still able to compete at my age. You want to be able to do this because there's no better life than the NBA life. Why don't y'all listen to me? I can help you out. Yeah, because right. I've taken care of myself. But he's got to play. He yeah. can't just be the guy okay. sitting on the bench. He's got to play. I got you. I hear you. Right, last, last topic, two-minute close, then we're done. Uh, two minutes is not enough time for this. But load management and the All-Star game. When the coach of one of the all-star teams says that was the worst basketball game I've ever seen, it's a bad look for the league. I'm just saying. I would have preferred that comment be held in private. I mean, I know there's nothing in private anymore, but right. look, man. So there's that, and, and there for the average customer, it's very tough when you've bought a ticket for the one visit in town from the Western Conference team that has the star player, and he's out for basically no reason. That's a problem. Well, basically no reason oftentimes is as much – team as it is player i know uh, the teams are holding him so out. you know what happens is we take baselines and all these guys wear these bras with the little sensor on them and yeah. we get telemetry and we energy level level going up leveling mm. off or coming down and we make decisions based upon that and you should see some of the coaches when the guy the, the great thing we had one uh this Do the coaches year. wear those no not the oh. coaches when the coaches get this when when I just will, I will tell this tale out of school. I won't identify the coach, but the medical person came in and said uh, he's good for thirteen and a half minutes tonight. Come and, on, and the medical and person. The, and, the, and, the Come go, and the coach on. goes, which thirteen and a half? Thirteen and a half. And the guy says, yeah, thirteen and a half. And he leaves, and I remember the coach turned to staff. I'm playing that some bitch 14 minutes tonight. <laughs> I'll show that nerd. <laughs> just because he could. Uh, <laughs> now, he's on a winning team, all right? But, but that's so yes, Are down. medical guys having that much input on actual playing minutes and or whether guys are up or not on yeah. a given night? Yes, and because oh, we geez. are doing – so my point to you is that I do They think do it because it works. Because it works. And here's what I'm saying. We're now talking – 
think of the cost of prime players now. Think of the oh, salary levels the and the commitment. So my point to you is in this whole thing, I think this will be something that will be discussed in the collective bargaining thing to put some parameters on it. Like you can load manage at home. There you go. Because you're going to play 40. Can't sit out on the road. But on the road, when you show up on the yeah. road, the guy who's bought that ticket because you're his favorite team and he brings his two kids, he, he doesn't want to see you in a suit or, you know, in a right. nice outfit. I mean, I, Kawhi Leonard's my favorite player. What's the chance I can ever go see him? You know, I mean, it's like one out of three he plays so one out of three. I do think that'll be a discussion, yeah. so I do. Yeah. All-star game, you know, they tried the player draft thing that yeah. kind of had a little cachet. You know what? They may be looking at the Coupa de Rey. Yeah. The Coupa de Rey. That is the King's Cup in Spain, where in Get essence out. what they do is they take – they change the format. They play a mini tournament in the middle of the season. They okay. take the eight top teams, yeah. regardless of conference or division, and they play it March Madness style. I've, One game, I've and heard you're this, out. I know. I've heard this – Silver's been pushing for it. Mm-hmm. I get it on a larger level. I have n- no confidence it'll ever be approved. Let me tell you why it will ultimately be approved. Why? M-O-N-E-Y. Really? If you can sell they that. You already have enough money. But here's the deal, Zay. Take a little bit of more. Uh, here's right? the deal. I can package that and sell it as March Madness in the NFL. Well, that would, be, that would be great, but would the players play hard in it? Well, that's if they get paid. Oh, if they get paid, they'll play hard. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. So everybody, the eight teams that go in, everybody starts at a half mil. And you don't think the and injuries? Each time you, know, the, yeah. you wrote each time, it's only going to take three games to make a champion. I know, but here's the thing: there's already people crying about the World Baseball Classic because two big stars got hurt. And let me ask you something: how much money are they making in the World Baseball Classic? Not like nothing, basically. Bingo. Yeah, Bingo. well, but the fan, a lot of my fan friends, Naki, I'm an Astro fan. We got. We went back and forth over the Altuve thing. I go, just pipe down. He's going to miss two months. Exactly. I said you're going to lose about three more games, and then he's going to come back. You guys are going to be fine. And he's like, if you say three games, you don't know baseball. And I said, well, let me look up the WAR of Babe Ruth. He had the highest WAR ever, ever. and it was like uh, twenty or something. And I said, divide that by six. That's per month. I'm like, he's not Babe Ruth. Yeah, right. you're not going to yeah. play without a second baseman, right? You'll right. have somebody else in yeah. there. Some guy will be in that right. spot. Right. Promise you. I think it's great. I think the I think the World Baseball Classic has been electric. It's been yeah. awesome, right. and uh, it's too bad that there was two injuries. One was because of a dumb celebration. Which you just need to celebrate smarter. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to see it in the NBA tap, but I'm not so sure. Real quick, Wembyana. Yes. The truth or still a bit of the Loch Ness monster? Since he's an international player and isn't in college, I can actually say best prospect I've ever seen. Jesus. In, wow. fact, in fact, a fellow scout, I won't identify him in case I'm getting in trouble. He's been around a long time. So the two old heads were there after we saw him play out in Vegas, and he came to me and said, Tap, we can't even lie about this kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's that good. No Victor Wembayana, who is out, where is he from? France. France, from France yeah. yes. Seven foot six. Not that big. I'd say seven, seven four. four. But, but fluid? Eight. Foot wingspan. wingspan like crazy. Made in, made in the lab. Yes. I, right, and I've yeah. seen him dunk, and it barely looks like he's getting on his tiptoes. Yeah. And let, let me explain something. His parents were in this event out in Vegas that I, that I had a chance to attend. And if you wanted to sort of say get the two forces together to create this guy, his father's about six foot four, five, 
and he was an Olympic high jumper from the Cameroon. And his mother's 6'3", and she was a professional basketball player in France. Oh, that's that's illegal. That's yeah. cheating. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's cheating. Right. So, and he comes out, and I attended a press conference. This kid's polished. Oh, really? Flu- fluid in English. Oof. And, like, his one answer when they asked him, do you know about Scoot Henderson, who was the other kid? And they said, oh, yeah. He said, no. And he says, you know. Scoot's a heck of a player. I follow him all the time. And he'd probably be the number one guy in the NBA if it wasn't for me. <laughs> you have to love that. Yeah. How many yeah. games do the Wizards have to lose right now to get one beyond? <laughs> they got to get in the lottery, right? Yeah. They better have a lot of eyes on that lottery. This thing can't be rigged, all right? This is the biggest lottery since the Ewing lottery. So well, the Knicks, I don't make think. make sure it's on the up and up for God's yeah, sakes. Exactly. <laughs> Unless, of course, we're only getting one ping pong ball. Hey, Jay, before we go. National yes. national champion, who you got? Uh, Houston, because it's written in the stars. Houston in Houston with Jimmy Nance, final tournament. The Living Houston in Houston, Cougar. yep. It's like done. Tap. As an ex-New Yorker, Houston. 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 Below Houston. Houston, yes. Okay. Wow. I'm going, uh, I'm going Texas. I'm going to go Texas just to go outside the box. That is a little outside. Oh, yeah. Good, okay. good team. I've got Alabama and Houston at that. All right. Two All good teams. DC Coaches Basketball Podcast. Yes, sir. It's these two guys along with Gary Williams and Jimmy Patsos. Great characters. It drops every week. When do you tape? We record generally on uh, Thursdays. This week we'll do it Wednesday, so we do a Sweet 16 uh, preview. And let's not it. forget our boy Gordon Austin. Gordon Austin in there as well. He, he provides the, the gambling the expertise. Line. Yeah. Yeah. He's the okay. expert there. Yeah. Speaking of gambling, how about a couple of the bad beats in college this weekend? Did you see the three yes. at the end of the game in yeah. the TCU game yep. yeah. against Gonzaga? Sort of the half-court heave or near-half-court heave. Did you see the three in the Eastern Washington game in the NIT? No. Did not see that one. No. Okay, I gotta show, I'll tell you what it was. This is great. So, Eastern Washington is winning by uh, 14. And the other team comes down. There's like seconds left on the clock. The coach is imploring his own player, down 14, don't shoot it, don't shoot it, don't shoot it. He pump fakes once, pump fakes twice. The TV cuts away from the kid with two seconds left to show the coaches shaking hands. Next thing you see is the score change. For the losing team. Oh, my team. God. It went from 14 to 11. The line was, was 12. 11 and a half. Oh, the huck. <laughs> but literally, the game was a bad beat. Van Pelt, I'm sure, is going to do a big thing on it. Oh, that's, that's funny. Not ready. It was one of the ultimate bad beats. The coach was screaming. He goes, don't shoot, don't shoot. He did anyway, and they had already cut away from it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I bet, I bet you heard cr- people in the crowd groaning. Because oh, yeah. so many people are wagering all, on those games. in the All 12 of them in the NIT. Class. And you think you're going to get rid of instant replay. No, I'm no not. No way. All right, boys. Great lunch. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Zen. My pleasure. So what happens now? Is the food free or do we pay someone? Of course not. They send you a bill. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win. 
and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.